0: Football is our religion, One Course Stadium is our church, Nigel Clough, the God we choose to believe in, by name I am your priest and this is your latest Sunday Sermon. Rawson needs to go back to Bishop here and Rawson's had his pocket pick Son are in the area they've got a free shot on goal and Son United have got 1-0 up it's a catalogue of errors for Mansfield Town Hewitt has been sold a dummy into the left of the area dingballing in towards the middle it's a free header it's a shot and it's been turned in by the number 7 David Achebayo and Son United have gone two goals up now Son United are onside they've been in the onside trying to the left of the box Son United have scored it's 3-1 it's the substitute Richard Bennett who scores it wasn't offside. The Stags players appeal for the offside flag to have gone up, but he was onside, and Mansfield's lifeline is slashed within an instant. A 3-2 scoreline at home to Sutton United in favour of this to suggest a tight game, but that suggestion would be way, way, way off the mark as the Stags give away goals, put in a poor performance and get bullied off the park against a playoff rival In the stags, with results elsewhere, and now six points off of the automatic promotion places. up tonight on a very different Sunday sermon for you, we'll reflect on that defeat at home to Sutton United. Where did the Stags go wrong? Should Farron Rawson shoulder all of the blame, or are others to blame too? And we'll of course look ahead to an even bigger Bank Holiday Monday of fixtures, where if Port Vale lose and the Stags win, it's actually as you were before Good Friday. What's as the games of time keep ticking towards the end of the season? just doesn't make good reading, and that bit of belief factor is a little bit more as always come and have your say on your team in the comments this is the Mansfield Matters podcast and this is a Sunday sermon live from Airbnb in Carlisle fingers crossed the wi-fi holds up Well, so far, so good for the old uh, Wi-Fi. Hello and welcome to the Sunday Sermon Live from an Airbnb in Carlisle, which means it's not just me, I've got him with me as well. I mean, how on earth have I managed to put up with this for the last, what, 48 hours or so? I can't wait to go home tomorrow, hopefully with three points on board. Joining us to help keep me sane and uh, make sure that I don't hit this one too often, we've got the Easter buddy himself, good evening and hello to Alan Happy Easter Wilson, how are you my friend? Looking so, I mean I'd say festive but that's the wrong phrase isn't
3: it?
4: <laughs> yeah very uh, very Easter Bonity, good evening lads and good evening everybody.
0: Easter Bonity and of course uh, the man who apparently is at home, Clive Parking evening.
2: It's only me that's anyway sane tonight, what's happened to Alan, <laughs> he's flashing away there, good evening no. everybody. Making no comment at all.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast. As always, come and have your say on your team. Now, we're from, uh, coming live to you tonight, me and Cam from a Airbnb about an hour away from Carlisle, up from a, uh, for a couple of days. So, if the if the stream does drop out at any point, it's the dodgy Wi-Fi to blame. We've got some hamsters running the wheel, hopefully keeping it all ticking over. So, so far, so good. As always, come and have your say on your team. Well, I might as well start with you, because you're here friday it should have been a great a good friday it was a nightmare friday oh do we have to talk
3: about it yeah um it it was just a disaster i think um as as much as we knew that Sutton were going to be uh, an issue and, and cause us problems i think we even even then i think we still underestimated them i think we let them bully us too much and then it was just we were just chasing our tails and i think what when we started the way that we did it was Always like you need to get off on the good, get off on the right foot, and this, that, and the other and It's like just threw it all out the window and it all went to absolute pot. So, uh, blame Farron Rawson, and if I'm totally honest, I blame Nathan Bishop, but um, them two alongside. But it was a disaster for the rest of the game. But when you start like that, it's you just know it's not going to end well.
0: It was a disaster from start to finish, Clive and I think it's it's just disappointing that the, the home. Form has, has come to a crashing end, but I think what was more disappointing is the fact that we lost ground on on Port Vale. It wouldn't have been so bad if they'd have, you know, only picked up a point or or even better lost. But uh, yeah, it was more frustrating seeing them win and sort of see us slip a little bit more down into the playoff places.
2: Yeah, Stags got what they earned on Friday. <coughs> they got uh, they got exactly what they deserved. Uh, in fact, the three two score line was flattering in favour of the Stags, in my opinion. Um, I'm not going to hang too much blame on the clock up between the keeper and, and Ross and I think it was a stupid error but the clubs the, the the squad is supposed to be able to get over obstacles like that it was early in the game There's plenty of time to rebuild but across the team they didn't play well and alongside that you've got a team that visited us today uh, on Friday that was determined to mark everybody down they pressed high they were always first to the ball they wanted it more they out muscled us and they out us and to their credit they went away with the points
0: yeah, before we delve into some of the comments, Alan, I think clive has got a fair point there. You know, As much as we were, were poor on the afternoon, Sutton United are not there by coincidence. They're a very, very good side. You can see how they won the National League last year. You can see how they got to the Papa John's Trophy final. And you can see why, for me, I would put good money on them finishing the playoffs. Because a lot of teams, A, underestimate them and B, fall victim to uh, you know allowing Sutton to play the game which they've been so successful at
4: yeah they were very physical and you know when uh obviously faz did the bit of a cock up you know and it led to their first goal you just had that funny feeling i don't know whether everybody was the same that it mm. just wasn't going to be our day i'm afraid you know things like that happen and like clyde alluded to earlier we just didn't get back over it we didn't play as a team you know we it was a, a bit hoof ball which is not our style you know they tried out they often puff but uh they just weren't good enough on uh, Friday, and that's it. I just hope if it gets to the playoffs, I, I sincerely hope it doesn't, but if it does, I don't want Sutton. Yeah, really. I mean, sorry on.
2: to interrupt, but I think the other important factor here was we, we played on Friday without Oaks, without Macca, without yeah. lapsley and it absolutely yeah, and showed to to
0: that as well. I think Ollie Clark's been a big mess as well. Going to come on to it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And we know it's I know it's about injuries and suspensions and a lot of that you have to take in your stride, but it did make a difference because the rest of the squad started to look really tired. Now I worry therefore about Monday because we're gonna have the same problem with the key players missing. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping there's gonna be a rebound.
0: Yeah, you'd certainly hope there's a, a reaction within the squad. Uh, we'll delve into some more of those missing players earlier, because we were actually talking about it on the car journey earlier on, about you know the amount of players we've got missing at the minute and the impact that they actually have, which perhaps goes a little bit unseen. Let's delve into some of the comments, though. Jamie's kicked us off tonight and says, what a dis- disappointing Friday that was. No leader on the pitch, lacking pace up front, poor all round, the heads dropped straight away after they scored uh, the first. goal. I think that's a, a prime point, Cam. It, it, you know, there did seem to be a lack of leadership out there, and me, I actually fear us, not just I fear that going 1-0 down against Sutton would be tough to come back from because statistically, when they go a goal, they, they very rarely lose. But whenever Mansfield go a goal behind, I don't think we've got enough fighting us at the moment.
3: Not anymore. Um, you think around Christmas time, obviously, we were 2-0 down against Hartlepool and, and miraculously came back to win 3-2. We went 1-0 down against Salford. We came back to win 2-1. But it. it, it <laughs> We had yes for the Har- for the Pool game you can very much write it off as to pay players, God-wise, because we had to start Jason Law. That's how bare bones we were for that game. Yeah, not having Kobe, my 8 hey, stop slagging Marco Porter off. Yeah, Law's had a good game that day and should have played more. There was so, you think there's so <laughs> many players above him in the pecking order, you know that we've got players missing. But yeah. for the for the Salford game where we went behind, we'd got Macca, we've got Oates, we'd got um Laps, we would got all the players, so there was no excuse to It was just sloppy defending for that one and then the players picked the game up from there on in and then went on to win the game. Whereas Friday, it was just not interesting. I think what Jamie said about having a lack of pace up front, I think we did have pace up front, but I think he was in the wrong position. I think Jordan Barry's got a bit of pace about him, but what's he supposed to do out there on the left? Because as much as Ollie Hawkins is a fantastic striker, he, know, he knows where the net is and he's very good in the air. Holly Hawkins, I mean I love he's him as a, as a player he's, circle of a bus. He has. I love him as a player. I think he's a great individual, great character to have dressing room,
0: but my god, he is slower than a retired tortoise at times. It is so frustrating. Uh, let's delve back into some more of the comments. Jim says, Despite Friday being disappointed, uh, predictable losing to a team like Sutton who do what they do similar to Harrogate. I think Nigel Clough is right to stick to his playing principles come rain or shine and just accept the odd defeat as the uh, as the continuing, continuity of philosophy will bring success to an improving squad in the end. Chins up, everybody. Look forward to a bright future, yet yeah, certainly to uh, uh, keep our heads up for sure. Uh, Chris says, evening, evening from the sunny southwest. I don't think it was all Faz's fault. He didn't cover, um, cover himself in glory. Uh, but win as a team, lose as a team. The main thing is we're still in the mix. Pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and we go again. Our fate is in our home own hands. That's an important thing to remember, Clive, isn't it? That um, you yeah, know where we'll finish will be all down to our own doing. We've come from this position where at one point we were joined the second bottom, and we've done superbly to get up there and, and get in and around the mix. The one thing we can't allow ourselves to do at this point is to beat ourselves up over. Who made what mistake? Who's responsible for this? Who's responsible for that? Because come Monday afternoon, tomorrow afternoon, three o'clock, that can't be changed. What has happened has happened, but what can be changed is how we approach games mentally.
2: Yeah, I think three months ago we'd all have settled for safety, um, and now we, the bench is, the, the benchmark is higher, um, and therefore fans mm. have come to expect more, and perhaps. Slightly unrealistically, I don't know. Perhaps we've overachieved because of that excellent home run we've had. But either way, we're still in the mix. I think realistically now, unless Port Vale have a dip in form, we're probably going to be in the playoffs. But I'd be happy to be proved wrong and finish in third position. But we've got home games in front of us. All the games have a challenge in them, but I think on our day we can beat all of them. I'm sorry to have lost the uh, situation where we'd got nobody given done the double over us because Sutton did that now. And yes and of course FGR can do the same if it comes <coughs> but yeah. uh, there are monkeys off the backs now the 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 11 consecutive wins has gone now we don't have to worry about that anymore you know and I think we we just crack on now and and, and as a team they've got to find that extra 10 percent they didn't have on Friday
0: yeah they're certainly happy that was uh, certainly something missing just looking at Port Valves, fixtures. Um... You know, Bristol Rovers at home tomorrow, Warsaw away, and then the final two games of the season, Newport County at home, then extra away. And having uh, seen Forest Green Rovers beaten 4-0 by Barrow, actually extra are only, what, two points off the top now? Two or three points off the top? So it's all yeah, opened itself up there, hasn't it? So uh, it's very interesting uh, there. Uh, Nick says, I left scout sat in front of me who I think was looking at players for next season and reading over his shoulder. He marked most of our players as not good enough. I'd certainly agree with that on the day. And um, Roger says, yes, bad day at the office. Sutton spilled, spoiled and bullied all day long. Missed the pace up front. Um, Staggs went into shock after the uh, after the mess up there. Uh, absolutely. Um, Roger says, Mac uh, links up with Quinn and Staggs missed that feature Saturday. One thing I've noticed over the last couple of games uh, since McLaughlin's been missing out, and it's been quite a c- concern of mine, actually, is that that's, in terms of the way we've lined up with the 4-3-3, Stephen Quinn has started the game on the right-hand side of the... The, the midfield three. There's been no natural left foot down that left hand side, and we're the midfield at the moment is really, really struggling. That's our engine room. And you can actually see, and much as we talk about missing the pace of Reese Oates and uh, you know, the, the creativity of Macca down the left-hand side, I think we're missing key players in that midfield as well. You know, George Lapley obviously suspended, adds something to it. George Maris comes on and has a decent game, but actually, one man who's been injured for a long time is the captain Oli Clark. Yes, he has. The occasional bad game, say perhaps one in four, but he actually does a lot of the work in midfield, and uh, we, we tend to tick a little bit more when he's in there once he's not
4: playing with a niggle. I'd agree with Roger, like I've said uh, two or three times. I like the way that Macca links up with Quinny, and Quinny also passes on to Barry then on the left hand side, and that's when he comes into his own. But I do wish he'd play, I really do wish he'd play Maris because Maris is the kingpin. He's the one that makes them all tick. And when he came on, you saw the difference. They brightened up a little bit. And Marius was the part of that. So I just hope tomorrow that Nigel decides to put him in, you know, uh, and let's hope for a positive result. Questioning from Jamie saying, do you think we shot
0: ourselves in the foot by not having the right cover in place, i.e. for injuries or suspensions? It's an interesting one. Um, I'll come to my thoughts in a bit. but Clive, I'm interested to get your thoughts on this.
2: Sorry, what was the question?
0: Uh, Do you think we shot shot ourselves in the foot by not having the right cover in place, uh, i.e. for injuries and suspensions?
2: Yeah, I think with the benefit of hindsight, we should have done better uh, recruitment. But we we (coughs) are where we are um, and we can do nothing about what's gone. Um, Yeah, in an ideal world, we'd have had a better squad. But the squad, when it all fit, is, is as good as in this league. In fact, arguably the best in this league. So I think what we've got to recognise is that we can beat anybody on our day. We just weren't on our day on Friday. and These things will happen from time to time. We now have to find a way of getting back towards the the team we were. But in my world, we have to start with um, um, Maris, if he's fit enough. We have to start with Johnson. He deserves a full match. I think we need to rest Aikens. I think we need to rest Hawkins as a striker. And Wallace brings energy if he's fit enough And when they bring him on. I just think it's time for a little bit of a mix-up.
0: Yeah, I was quite impressed by Wallace when he came on, to be fair. And obviously, Maris added a little bit of uh, pizzazz. Uh, Let's uh, stay on that topic, though, kind of uh, Jamie's question, shooting ourselves in the foot. I mean, it's a difficult one because, for me, you you look at the players that we've got out at the moment. Jamie Murphy, all right, he was on the bench on on Friday, but nowhere near fit. Reese Oates struggling. I'll be very surprised if we see him again this season. Um, hand on heart, and um, I'd love to be, uh, you know, changed by that. Um, obviously, Stephen McLaughlin injured at the moment. George Lapsley suspended. Ollie Clark injured as well. Um, that's that's five. I'm sure there's probably one more in there, which I'm I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. But you add at least those five in there, and I think we've got enough about us. But it's just at the moment, I think we've got the wrong player. It, it's almost like the injuries have fallen to the wrong players. You could afford to lose an injury to, say, Ollie Hawkins or, or Faz or JJ because you've got enough cover in there. Same again, almost a little bit in midfield, but definitely not up front. I just think the players that we've got missing and that, that are out, when you look at them on, on paper, other than McLaughlin, or actually I just can probably say for McLaughlin, are all
3: attack-minded players that give us so much going forward. I think that when... When you look at the team and the most stability that we've got, you take out some of the players that started on, on Saturday. You take out the, the Aikins, you take out the especially the Hawkins up front, putting him at the back, yes. But he's, he, you look at a Mansfield side that's played its best football and been the most stable and brought stability and um, they've been solidified. Ding, ding. Um, I've got no bell. I've got to make the, the, the noises myself. <laughs> I didn't pack the bell. But you not necessarily taking players out, but playing players in different positions. Even <laughs> cheers, Clive. <laughs>
2: Best I could do at the drop of the hat. I
3: completely lost my train of thought now. Um, playing players in different positions. It's just <laughs> we we tried different systems this season. They've not they've necessarily worked, and we've made tweaks and changes. We find a system that works, and then we lose players to injury or suspensions. If we went back to us. Where we started with his roots like Hawkins at the back, maybe take Rawson out of the team, take Aikens out of the team, or at least swap, swap them round or something. It's just... I
0: categorically agree with what JB said here. It didn't think, work on Friday with Hawkins up front. And I was looking at this... Sort of I think that, I
3: think purely that was down to because you want a big player and a fast player. You want someone that can get the ball down or head the ball on. Or well, Ollie Hawkins and the word fast don't go in the no, same I mean, I, mean I, I love him, but... Ollie Hawkins and Reese Oates, yeah. Ollie Hawkins and Jordan Bowery as a forward two, rather than as a three. But then with why Aikens. not
0: play? Then why not play Johnson? I think there's clearly something there for me, and I just think I think we need to change the shape a little bit. I think we obviously the four three three is not working. I don't. People are sort of having a little go at Longstaff at the minute. Yes, he gets a, a goal by a deflection on uh, Saturday, but he's not really doing a a lot other than that. Stirk as well getting a little bit lost in there, and going back to what Clive sort of said about. Um, Wallace giving that physicality. I think we need to look at going three at the back, um, whether you play Hawkins in there or not, using Hewitt down one side as, as a wing back down one side, and then either um then either Wallace Just Wallace, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be Wallace or or even to a degree Quinn and uh and, and sort of going for it. I just think we, if we change the shape a little bit it's going to get a little bit more out of the players because one thing that I noticed we didn't, we've not really had. And do you know what? Yes, we beat Scunthorpe four 0 but I actually think talking about performance-wise, I don't think we've been at it for the past two or three games. I'm just sort of looking at our last sort of three. Like for, obviously Forest Green, we lose one nil, and if we have 11 men on the pitch, we maybe get um, maybe get a point. Northampton, we sneak a one nil. It's all right. Two all at Hartlepool, we throw it away. I don't think we performed to our best for the last probably four or five games. And I think that's getting down to a little bit of shape work. I just think changing the shape a little bit, Alan, for me on Monday will allow certain players to have a bit of space. You're looking at a back three, give Maris room to, to Rome and get Johnson playing off Bowery and just getting in behind, running at players and not giving them time to think. So at the moment, we're struggling to string a pass together.
4: I would agree with that. But uh, what about this for an idea? Put in, leaving Perch out for the time being... Whether he goes into centre half And if he drops Rawson, fair comment But put Wallace there Because he's got a bit of an engine He can stay on the left hand side with Quinn Which will then drop Sturk Just inside Quinn where he normally plays Put Marius at the side of Sturk and then you've got three of the mainstays With the long staff probably as the fourth one Maybe the Roma And mm. you know, you've know you got your two up front Whichever ones he picks Whether it's Barry Hawkins Whether it's Barry Johnson Or whoever he decides to play But I just think Quinn is better left-sided Where he can do more He can hurt more teams Because when he's in the middle Or on the right-hand side He it just it doesn't seem to have that intense pressure Where we normally would I know he's missing Macca And that's fair play But if Macca's back I know it'll be in there, but uh, try, you know and give this, Wall- try and give Wallace a nibble, see what he can do.
2: You know this is all conjecture because Clough will pick Aikens.
4: <laughs> Seriously,
2: I mean I've, I've defended Aikens every week because he's been picked on by fans that don't see us, him giving us an end product, and what they're failing to see is his work ethic and the amount of space he creates and the number of and the amount of um, men he sees to the the opponent's defenders. But I have to say against a well-organised Sutton team, it was a waste of a shirt. Mm,
0: it was, yeah. It was, it was almost the wrong game for him. I mean, yeah. the Scunthorpe game was perfect for him because he's against, he's against young center arms who were obviously struggling in the league. And I think it probably might be all right at, at Carlisle, but I think you've got to pick your games. But again, he's not settled. People are looking at him as a striker. Obviously, he's not getting the goals. And I think you're right. I think it probably was a waste of a shirt because we had... If you play Hawkins up front, you don't need to play Aikens up top because they do the same job. Hawkins will win the flick on and let Johnson run off and try and try and get a goal. And then if it's not working, then you bring Aikens on. I just think with three, we essentially had Bowery, Aikens and Hawkins up front on Friday and it just didn't work. It was, it was too much of a, a, a likeness, too much of a muchness. It just didn't pay off for us. It's just a little bit, a little bit and frustrating. If you had
2: to take anybody out of that three, um, it would be... I think Akins needs a rest, and I think uh, Hawkins needs to put him back in the central defence if we're going to yeah. play with a four at the back. I, I um, have to say, I just like, can't understand why we, we, everybody knows, and the club management know that we're short of pace. And we've got mm-hmm. a bloke who scored 20 odd goals for Leighton Orient in League Two last season, who is a bit of a whippet compared to the others. Why on earth is he not getting time? Something's yeah. wrong there.
0: Yeah, something is wrong there. Maybe a little bit with the uh, the Maris situation as well, but uh, uh, it's, it's a very interesting one to try, and, uh, to try and figure out. But there's not a lot that we can, you know, I think you, you're right in what you say, that I think uh, Aikens is probably the first name on Nigel Clough's team sheet for uh, for whatever reason. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Richard says, Trouble with Hawkins at the back is the lack of pace has uh, uh, been found out in the last few games. Um, if people run it him, he can be found uh, wanting. I don't know, Toulton, Perch at centre-half and Wallace and Hewitt uh, left and right back with Hawkins up front uh, with DJ, and also if you're saying Akins was a waste of a shirt, it must have been uh, bad. And I'm gonna be honest, I don't like Faz and JJ together at the back. I don't think they work as a pair. I really don't think they work as a pair. And I think that is almost a little bit Alan. Why we saw the mistake on on Friday because you know JJ usually plays right side and Hawkins plays left, and then JJ when Faz plays goes left side and it doesn't work and. You sort of saw it a few times when Bish had the ball in his hands, didn't you? He didn't quite know what to do yeah. with it.
3: Um, for the yeah. best
0: in the world, Faz is not a ball-playing defender. He's, he's, he's a simple, head it, kick it, you know, get, get in and tackle. Is what you want from a defender. Yeah, but he, he's not a ball-playing defender and we're trying to play with ball-playing defenders and that's why it doesn't work for me. I think,
4: just, go on, Cam, sorry, go on. Um,
3: I think as much as, <coughs> as Faz will take a lot of the slack, I think we've also got to put a lot of the blame for the first goal down to Bishop. And I know he's a young lad and he's still learning his trade, but there's no on earth a goalkeeper should be playing a ball to any player when you've got a, a man that close to you. Faz had no chance of doing anything with that. All he could have done was play it back, back to Bishop to send it mm. long. But the point is, Bishop should have sent it long in the first place or look for a better option. I think Faz, yes, he should have maybe just thought it out, maybe at least just tried to play it back to Bishop and, and sent it. But should have, Faz should have just been like, no, don't give it me because Faz isn't exactly the quickest of players. He's not going to be able to turn, turn his man. Look, he turned his man. He gets the ball taken off him and they've got an easy chance on goal. But I think game management-wise, Bishop just needs to not wise up a little bit, but I think he needs to think about what he's doing. Because he's, he's been a fantastic keeper, one of the best I've seen <clears throat> since probably Alan Marriott. Mm. But he's still got a lot to learn. And, and yes, mistakes will creep into his game as a young player. But when it happens, you're just like, oh, no. Because you think, oh, here we go. Hey, listen, though, what he's done he's done. We can't keep sitting here and
0: reflecting too much on that. Uh, let's take a vote around the table, though. Um do we, want to, do we want to hear me getting crucified by Nigel Clough?
2: No, for, I've already <laughs> heard it. No, we've all heard it. Yeah. God, we'll,
0: we'll move on from that. If you want to hear Nigel Clough have a slight disagreement with me, uh, YouTube, uh, our YouTube channel is the place to be. on, a... yeah, no,
2: no, He didn't crucify you. No, no. didn't agree you. with your choice of words when you said a catalogue of errors because he wants it to be one person, one error. It's, cold, words, it's not that simple.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to clickbait, to be honest, but it's, it's all good. Um, but no, exactly. It was, it was. I phrased the question as uh, a catalogue of errors. He saw it as a one-person error, difference of opinion. That's it, it was all fine after that. We're all lovely, dovey mates after that. But uh, yeah, we'll move on from that. If you want to see that, of course, make sure you head uh, to our YouTube channel uh, where you can see that in full. And don't forget uh, that on Friday night will be live at OneCourse Stadium Friday, 22nd of April. I can't believe it's just a matter of uh, days away now. Stuart Watkins, Neil Richardson and uh, Andy White and further guests to be confirmed. £5 pound on the door or if you're an SSA member, show your SSA membership card and get in for free or go one better and book your ticket right now. The link is in the description. Um, if you're an SSA member, use the code SSA2122 at checkout to get your ticket absolutely free. Really looking forward uh, to that. And I can tell you as well that I'm recording Touchwood. Hopefully everything goes well uh, across channel. A very interesting interview on Tuesday evening where time zones will be very different. And you will see an exclusive clip of that on Friday night before anyone else. We're not going to post it on social media who it is. Uh, after the event. You'll find out on Friday who that is, plus you'll get all the details of how you can hear the store, the series that we've been recording with Andy White um, and how you can get access to that on Friday night as well. So make sure you get yourself there. Stag Stories Live, Friday the 22nd of April. Doors open at 7pm. It'll get underway about quarter to eight-ish, something along the lines. Alan will be there on the entrance with my good lady. She'll be... Uh, have a list of names. I'll be doing Biscuit Bingo. There'll be cakes. There'll be entertainment. There'll be lots, lots more in between for you to get involved as well. So 22nd of April, make sure you get yourself there uh, to support the Stags and the Stags Stories live series. And of course, we'll bring you right up to date in the week as we reflect on Monday's game, tomorrow's game with Carlisle uh, with all the travel details you need for And I know a few people uh, are asking um, about that. And... Um, Right, let's have a little. Um, let's uh, let's have a little look uh, at a bigger, bigger question, then. and I'm going to pitch it to you first, Alan, because you look far too cheery for me with your Easter bunny hats on, your lights in the background, all the decorations and things like that. And it's the big question which is going around on social media: Have Mansfield Town blown their chances of automatic promotion?
4: No. I don't think so, it's still in our hands You know, anything can happen, there's still five Games left for us, there's four games For a lot of the others And you know, probably five like those At the back of us, you know, who aren't As high as what we are, it was a bad Day at the office Friday, let's put A line underneath it and start Again, we've done it before and we can do it Again, it's as simple as that No, it's still all to play for Until it's mathematically impossible To get third, I won't Believe it and I won't go, you know I won't think like that. Clive, what
0: about you? Are you more on the side of we should just be concentrating on you know solid consolidating our place in the playoffs now?
2: No, we should aim high, but be prepared to accept we're going to be busy in May. Yeah, I think that's probably
0: a, a, a wise way to look at it. What about you, Cam? Because I'm just looking at, we've got the fixtures uh, in front of us here. I've done like a little uh, table. of uh, Look at
2: things.
0: that. Eh? Yeah. I mean, I, done, I did press full colour, but for some reason my printer's on a Kind of down, and say, I've got all the uh, the stats ready and everything. Looking at the fixtures, you know, as much as we're sort of sitting here and saying that it's it could be over for the automatics, I don't potentially think it is because Port Vale lose at home to Bristol Rovers tomorrow. We win at Carlisle. It's exactly how it was before Good Friday.
3: Yeah, well, exactly. And then you look at the other fixtures. They've got Walsall. Walsall are no pushovers. I think." obviously they've had bad results this season but I don't think any side has been truly, totally consistent you look at Forest Green, absolutely brilliant and now they just seem to be other than beating us the wheels have fallen off a little bit absolutely battered at Barrow um, on, on Friday then you've got Newport uh, I've got to play uh, Port Vale on uh, Bank Holiday Monday. They obviously we kick off at twelve thirty at Salford. They've got a three o'clock. Yeah, it's right. it straight. It pretty much straight, straight off, after. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, we've got. They've got a straight after on Sky as well. So yes, it's at home and they'll have home <laughs> advantage for the for the Newport game. But the game after, when it's the final game of the season, they've got to play extra at home. Uh, extra away sorry so it's and yes Exeter will have probably wrapped up automatic promotion by then but uh, they're not it, it's a difficult place to go extra and their crowds they're hostile especially that bank mm-hmm. uh, and obviously they're going to be wanting to to celebrate and, and finish off the season with a win so it'd be a a difficult game for them. Yes, they're going down and taking a lot of fans with them. Um, or Port Vale, by the looks of it, they seem to be selling a lot of tickets already. But it just seems that they're not uh, like they, they've probably got a diff- more difficult running than most of the other teams. I like, think probably Sutton's probably got the easiest running out of all of us, just with the the games that they've got. But there's no reason why we can't get automatics. No. Because if we, like Craig said, if we, if we win and Port Vale lose, which is quite possible playing Bristol Rovers, it pulls us back to where we were before. We've still got that game in hand over Port Vale, yeah, which could come a massive, massive, massive pot in two weeks' time, in a week and a bit's time when we play Stevenage.
2: But, still requires Port Vale to lose a game and drop points in another game, though because the, the goal difference advantage they carry forward. We're not going over, to overcome that.
3: It it's essentially works out at they're seven points ahead, if you take into account goal difference.
2: Yeah. So I think, the, what are the odds on them losing two and us not losing anything? I think there's a chance. I just think it's not good odds at the moment. Um, I was hoping that uh, Forest Green Rovers would have been packed for their holidays when the last game of the season came along, having secured the title because I thought it would give us a much better chance of getting a result from them. The way things are looking, I think they'll still be fighting. So it's, it's yeah. going to be a really tight end to the season. A very enjoyable end to the season. But they've got, the got a fight, they... You can live with the potential disappointment that's in everything we do at the moment.
0: Mm. And they've got a very tough game, actually, tomorrow, Forest Green. They were at home to uh, Oldham, who, uh, of course, uh, are still scrapping for the lives at the bottom and considering the Barrow result, the... Uh, uh, the game before that, Oldham will be desperate to, to try and get... You well, could say the same
2: about us and Stevenage, though, couldn't mm. you? Because yeah. Stevenage is just uh, scrambling around the bottom there and they've got the added incentive of having two back-to-back wins and Fatboy in charge. <laughs> well,
3: Forest Green and Oldham, last time they played each sure, other mm. was a spectacular 5-5 draw. It was, actually, yes, It was supposed
0: f- to be before we played them, wasn't
2: it? Wasn't it wasn't
3: yeah. It? Yeah, January uh, before that's January, right.
0: Wasn't it? Yeah. January. Yeah. yeah, it would have been the January game before we uh, Oh, oh, they, oh, whichever it was before one of the games we would due to <laughs> play them anyway uh, going back to the whole automatics versus uh playoff scenario though alan um, i'm saying it with my hand on heart because i believe that if we have everybody fit and i'm talking reese Oates, ollie clark george Lapsley back from suspension jamie murphy etc 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 i think we have got enough about us to, to push for the automatic but it just seems very slim pickings but based on what you've seen at the moment in a scenario without those players, without Rhys without, you know, Ollie Clark, without um, Stephen McLaughlin, we don't know how long he's going to be out for, without a fully fit Jamie Murphy, who's not quite settled yet as well. That has a massive impact, surely.
4: It does, yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more. But I still think we've got enough about us to do the dastardly deed, if need be. And there's another thing I'd like to throw into the mix as well what happens on the last I know it's all lives and butts and it might not make any difference <laughs> but what happens if Exeter have got the chance to end up as champions last match of the season against Portville you know if Forest Green do drop you know the points and whatever that could be a scenario but we just need to look after a souls Craig never mind what everybody else does because that mm. will take care of itself all we need to do is take one game at a time hopefully get the 3 points or at least one and move on and if we catch port vale we catch them if we don't we should still be in the mix and then we've we'll, you know we've got to play there but i just I can't go to the final
0: <laughs> in in the in the vein of being the one to uh, to try and mix it up and, and being that one that takes all the flack um i'll i'll take that on the on i'll take that for once um clive and that is the fact that uh plus my i thought. I forgot what I was going. To, I forgot I was going. To, I, forgot I, was going to, I forgot what I was going to go with it.
2: Craig, what you were going to say could is throw that, it uh, away
3: completely. Yes, that'll do. Yeah, we'll go. For, we'll, we'll go for that. Could we go throw it away completely and end up outside the playoffs completely?
2: No, of course you, of course you can. Now, if, no. if we didn't pick another point up now, and the, the teams beneath us scored uh, gathered points as instead, of course we could drop out the the, the seven. We I don't could, think we do. will. No. I don't we think, think we do, will. In fact, my f- forecast is a bit pessimistic, but we will finish in the playoffs and we'll be playing Sutton in the oh. semi-finals. Christ.
3: I mean, as it stands, we will be playing... Sutton. Sort of, no, Bristol right, Rovers. Bristol Rovers. Yeah. And we'd have Bristol... We'd, we'd play the home game first.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't want that. Uh, that's Anyway, that's all ifs and buts, isn't it? Let's, that's I, it? I think what I was trying to get at is, um, are we good enough? Have we got got enough within our squad? If Nigel Clough, Clive, sticks with the way he's been going and that's with the 4-3-3 where we're not creating enough.
2: Whatever we think, Clough will do what he feels is appropriate. And he's been right more than wrong this season, so I think we have to go with it. Um, Just one more game before we get Lapsley back, which is a positive. Um, Hopefully we can see Oates... Return to training this week. On apparently, Clough suggested he would be on grass this week, um, and that might mean he'll be a bench participant for the game after. Um, I don't know the situation with Ollie Clark. Is he is he still what, injured? Oli Clark, Clark. The last
0: time I heard, the last time we sort of spoke about Ollie Clark, um, he had I think a tiny operation um, to yeah. remove something because um, he he was really really struggling. He had a tiny operation to remove something and. Uh, once it he went, he felt a million times better. But if we have him back at all, it's going to be maybe as a bit part player for the final two games it's, of the season. You
2: if Maris gets time, and I, let's forget about Johnson for a minute. But if Maris is on, we are a better, stronger type, uh, team for having him in the side. Put Lapsley back in that midfield, and you can really, you can breathe a bit more easy about our midfield. I think. Yeah. Jason Law deserves his place. He, When he came on the other day, apart from the first few minutes when he was a little bit behind the pace, he actually sat here very well. I'd like to see him start. So we're not bereft of, of players. We just haven't got the perfect starting lineup because of injuries and suspensions at the moment. So I think Kyle asked me a very interesting challenge. I'm looking forward to, to going up there tomorrow. Um, and there's every chance we can come away with something. But if we don't, it's not the end of the world. It's the end of the crisis as far as not having Lapsley in the side and perhaps someone else. Um, and then what's the name? What's the game after uh, Carlisle? Is it Crawley? Crawley.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: See, that's not an easy one either. No. Uh, then because we've got uh, we've got Mr. Well, Evans. They are. It, uh, they are team.
0: still. They are still very rank outsiders. Mathematically, they could still get in, but uh, compared to the others, they won't.
2: But so no, a it's a team we should be. On our day, we yeah. should beat Crawley quite easily. I think. Yeah. As much as, I mean, as we I mean, should, Stevenage.
0: One last shot at trying to, uh, trying to nibble the pot, trying to cause some controversy. If we lose tomorrow, is it over?
4: Is what? what Autos? Uh, automatic? Possibly. All of, it. all of it.
0: If if we lose tomorrow, is it all over?
4: No. no. Not a chance. Nobody's biting. This is boring. Not it's a bit even <laughs> like. Not a chance. Lost Not a chance. We've come too far to let it go now, irrespective whether it's automatic or whether it's playoffs. If we get in the playoffs and we don't get to the final, that's not a problem. At least we've got there. We've had a decent season. Let's regroup and go again next year, which which was the start what Nigel, you know, he was foreseen to be brought in to do, you know, to get us better than what we were. But we've just we've we've come on a fourteen-game run where we've played unbelievably well. We've had a few hiccups just lately. We've had a few injuries, suspensions, etc. Let's keep fighting. Keep positive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm going to leave it there. I'm not getting any nibbles from anyone. We <laughs> I mean, are yeah, spent too long in his company today, which me which is obviously why I'm feeling pessimistic. And uh, like, and let's and
2: be, let's uh, let's wind the clock back. We are now absolutely safe from relegation. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a a very good point well made Uh, in the comments Paul says Craig suggests all these team changes think he should sit at the side of Clough for a game I would not like to sit at the side of Nigel Clough for a game to be honest I mean one I enjoy it far too much in the press box um, and being able to scream and and have a heart attack but two I think me and Clough would have more than one disagreement and uh, yeah I, I I don't think I'd make a very good assistant manager because to be honest I mean I keep talking about football manager success on on this show over the last five seasons. But if you want to really get into the crux of said success, it's the option to quit game and exit. Yeah. So, you know, it's you can't do I, that. I'll tell you this,
2: day. Craig. I don't envy any reporter that has to go and do an interview immediately after the game with Clough when we've performed badly because he sucks. It's yeah, a bit Yeah. To can't very, even that. when we've won,
0: even when we've won, he's, mm. he's he's a perfectionist, and I love that about him because there are certain things. Because yeah, we've won four 0 but we've not played well. We've we've not played well at all. So uh, frustrating. And Richard says uh, when we lost to Sutton last time, uh, we then went ten unbeaten. Uh, we went then that uh, we went. We, when we, we lost then, a Sutton sort of last, last time, we then, we then went unbeaten for 14 games. Something similar would work well. i take five. Yeah, <laughs> at least five. Um, <laughs> without wanting to tell Nigel his job, says Roger, I think Staggs need to throw the kitchen sink at it in the remaining games. DJ to the player room, all remaining games, and Murphy, if fit, that's the only way to get a possible third spot. Sutton were very strong all over the pitch on Friday. Wouldn't like to meet them in the playoffs if that's where we ended up, says Joe. Uh, I'm going to pick up back on that that point from Roger um, there as well. At what point do you throw the kitchen sink at it in terms of deciding between going gung ho for automatic or taking players off on 55, 60 minutes to rest them for the playoffs, a la Stephen Quinn, a la Reese Oates, a la James Perch, etc., etc., etc.? At what point do you say, Automatics is done, it's time to focus on getting in the playoffs.
4: I, I think it. I think each match will determine what he does, and you know, in respect of that, Craig, if we're winning two nil, you know, and there's eighty minutes to go, whatever, two, three nil, he'll he'll perhaps bring one off. But I don't think he will go, you know, drop drop his guard until it is mathematically impossible. Personally. Oh, That's just my opinion. <sighs>
2: I think mr Clough enjoys winning one nil, and i think the uh, the reality is we Uh-oh. don't we don't have enough um goal scoring attempts in the game typically i mean I, I, obviously it wasn't a good example of a game on Friday but did we have a shot in the first half i don't remember one uh, and well, so, yeah, I they, the way, I think, yeah their keeper was barely tasked yeah. so yeah. was ours for that matter but they had two clinical fit well one was a gift then a clinical finish and then uh, and clearly there was the uh the disputed offside, which I, I wasn't in a position to judge it, but I'm I'm assured it wasn't offside. Yeah, but Hewitt plays he, in I, really
3: was, I was very much in line with it, and it was very close. Hewitt you would literally on. have to watch it in slow mode to tell yeah, them. We was.
2: don't get an option, do we? But let's just accept it's gone. I mean, the lad ran well and finished well, he'd only just come on the pitch. So we don't have in our locker at the moment enough goals. And, I mean, we had a, a fortunate home goal that got us back in with a shout. And, of course, then the the, the last kick that, that got um, diverted by a, a defender uh, right at the very end of the game was just, it was worthless in the context of the game. So, you know, I think we need uh, next season, if, we, if we're all still talking to each other next season, we need a better <laughs> strike force. Um, I'm sure because, we will, mate. Because you know, I, I personally—I don't think I'm speaking on just on my, on behalf of myself. I think I'd like to see us score a few more goals next year. It gives us a little bit of protection against the odd gaff, which mm. yeah. we're more than capable of making. I'm just
3: going to go back to the, the comment, Richard's... Uh, the, no, it wasn't Richard. It was Roger. Sorry uh, about players playing DJ. It's and, literally and right Murphy in front fit. of you. Have you got oh, that yeah, wrong? Shut up. Yeah, but you were reading a comment and spelt something it wrong. Girls, girls, yeah, Anyway, either way, please. <laughs> Um, I think as much as we've got to, like, we're missing someone like Reese Oates, I don't know if it's me looking into things a bit weirdly, but um, Reese Oates has obviously had that cryogenics treatment thing, the freeze treatment. He's basically been
0: stuck in the freezer, until to try and. Uh...
3: Yeah, but he's injured, and Jordan Bowery had the exact same treatment a few days later, but he's not injured.
0: Depends where, I suppose it depends where the tear is or the. The oh. This is where we need to get a medical expert on the show. We need to get someone like a physio or someone with medical <laughs> training, other than I know how to do CPR. It's i uh, 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 Staying Alive." That's the song. <laughs> so there you go.
3: I don't know. But it's like I just think, as much as we all miss notes, I think we have got the players to to finish this season off and finish it off in the way that we want to. You think Jordan Barry scored, not John Barry scored? No, John Barry. actually scored quite a few goals last season. Where's that gone all of a sudden? And then Danny Johnson scored a boatload of goals last season. Where's that gone? I don't know whether
2: it's... It's very difficult It's lots of goals from the bench, though, Cam, isn't it? It is. But personally,
3: I don't think it's necessarily something that that Clough or Johnson have particularly fell out over. It could be something as literally like, has Johnson been carrying an injury? And so We don't see them in training, do we? Mm. Has he been carrying maybe a little bit of a knock that's not been a knock? We we
2: seem to have a very weedy bunch of players. All of them seem to suffer from weaknesses, knocks, if you want to call it that, that at any time during the game, they have to come off because they're not fit to play. Do you know, when I first started watching the Stags, they played the whole season with 17 pros, and you didn't come off unless your leg fell off, you know? (laughs) Nowadays it's I it's ridiculous. I mean, we've got a, a squad the size of a small town and we still can't keep eleven fit players. Something wrong there.
0: Oh happy days. Oh happy days
3: indeed. <laughs> I reckon we will just play Marek Steck up front.
2: Well,
0: do you know well I'm not I'm not even gonna get Energy any lad. Right, I mean that's we've, we've run out of time. I've not really got time to talk about steck, <laughs> but but there you go. I don't know, it's it's one of
2: those anyway, eight, eight
0: one. Well, I was just going to come, come on to that. I mean, you've said it, so I'm going to write it down. Uh, the only person to pick up a point up from Friday was me because I went for Longstaff as a goal scorer, and technically did score, even um, though... Well done, great. So, uh, I mean, it moves me with, a, up, I think, half a point or a point of Clive, something like that. So, uh, I don't know, but there's not much change in the table, so I'm not going to bother going through it. Plus, I've not got print it printed out. Uh, so, let's go through uh, predictions. Clive, are you sticking with 8-1? Cause I've no, really no, no. You.
2: It was a flip. You said ball, it, though. You, you've well, said it. Hold me to it if you think that's the appropriate course of action.
3: No, no, no. Come on. i have <laughs> not really down no, really. Go on, so go on. You I'm never, you're me never
2: me. really letting rules and justice rule this competition of yours, have <laughs> you? <laughs> Get on with it. Car- Carlisle, one. Mansfield yep. Town Football Club, two. Bowery. And here's my enthusiasm for change at the front. Johnson.
3: Okay. Uh, Cam, you're next. Uh, I'm two 0 Uh, and I think ooh, Maris
4: and Johnson. Oh, two for Johnson. Allen, two one to the Stags. Barry Hawkins.
2: That's
4: a thing. I am. Do you
0: know what? I've been a little bit pessimistic in tonight's show, and I think I need to redeem myself. I am going to go for it. I'm going to go. Um, for uh, a three, sorry, clean sheet, 3 0 win. Uh, and I'm, going to go, all right. I'm going to go, right. only too. I'm going to go for um, a goal from the corner from uh, Mr. O'Toole. Uh, I'm going to go for a goal from Lucas Aikens. Um, and I'm also, <laughs> I know, optimism, it's, it's high. Uh, and I'm also going to go for a goal from, do you know what, I agree with Cam, I think Maris might um, might get himself one. So, uh, goals from midfield, you never know. So, 3-0, O'Toole, Aikens and Maris for me. If you guys at home want to play along with podcast predictions, the link is where? Uh, in the description. Well done, he wasn't sure then, was he? <laughs> and you must enter it one hour and one minute before kickoff. That's almost all we've got time for uh, tonight. Uh, again, my thanks to all of you guys for your comments and uh, things like that um, as well. for Comments and sharing. Make sure you get involved with uh, Stag Stories Live Friday night. Really looking forward to coming to see you. We'll obviously do one more podcast before then. Uh, but excitement really, really started to build. And I know that, uh, you know, Clive and Cam, you both sort of went around the ground having a, a, a bit of a chat, didn't you, to some fans before Friday's game. And there's a bit of excitement starting to build
3: a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we got rid of all those leaflets.
0: You just chuck them in be- the
3: bin. <laughs> Between Clive, your dad, me, my dad, we managed to get rid of all those leaflets. So um and Craig said there was only one on the floor, so thank you for not littering. At least you yeah, put them in the bins. Well you put them in the bins on your way out rather than on the floor. But um now um people seem to be um quite excited for it. I think it's it's not often that we get a chance to to do something like this and I think we do, we will try and Maybe do something. um Maybe next season, or at least ten years from that moment. Yeah, it will be, won't it? Yeah, so, so maybe we possibly, can get a, yeah. a champions reunion. Something I don't like know. that. Something we'll like we'll that. think of something. I'm about. going
0: to pop a name in the private chat to Alan and Clive. Please don't read this out uh, on air. This is who that. I mean, this is who that I'm speaking to in midweek, and this is who we're going to see uh, a video from on the night. So
4: this should ramp up with a bit of excitement. Oh, ho, ho. Oh, ho, ho. got my juices oh, running thank you very much absolutely well, so, I want to know about your juices <laughs> so, <yeah>. <laughs> family <laughs> show is it <is> passport <laughs> a shed yet? no probably not uh,
0: as always uh, my thanks to you two for, for joining us as always make sure you get involved get yourself a ticket for Stag Stories Live on Friday we'll hopefully see you there and we'll see you later in the week as well um, there's only one thing left to do Seven nine
2: six seven. no not that one
0: Okay, if you want, I mean, I'm sure going well, Brian, Clive.
2: I'm sure,
0: I'm sure they'll welcome a phone call at this time of night to see if they can put themselves on the coach for Carlisle, which leaves tomorrow. Are you heading up to uh, Carlisle tomorrow, Clive?
2: Yeah, I'm going on the coach. Nine mm-hmm. o'clock start. We, we, we're calling somewhere on the way that they know about a place where you get a decent nosh. I don't know. Some farm, farm shop or something. Um, um,
3: yeah, I know Amy you mean. Just after Scotch Corner. It's quite nice. There's some goats.
2: Some goats, yeah. They're, they're full. I've never eaten go. goat, so it's, well, it's the first <laughs> time for everything.
0: And on that note, here's this. See you <laughs> next time.
2: Welcome to one call cool
0: stadium where Mansfield Town look to try and make it 12 consecutive wins on home soil against the Sutton United side who are also itching to get into the Skybet League 2 playoffs as the Stags try and continue their promotion charge. Can they make this good Friday a great Friday? Nigel Clough has made one change to the side which beat Scunthorpe United by four goals to nil last weekend. Ollie Hawkins comes in for the injured Stephen McLaughlin. Rawson needs to go back to Bishop here, and Rawson's had his pocket pick. Son are in the area. they've got a free shot on goal, and yeah, Son United okay. have gone 1-0 up. It's a catalogue of errors for Mansfield Town. Nathan Bishop rolled the ball into the feet of Ross, Rawson. He slipped and allowed Omar Bougal to have a free run on goal. Bishop came out, knocked the ball past him, and on eight minutes it's Omar Bougal who makes it Mansfield Town nil. Son United 1.
1: No excuses. Just, just shocking. You know he's got. You've got to be better. Got to keep the ball there. Awful from Rawson. Last thing we needed with this. One 0 down, and we just gifted him a goal. Terrible.
0: Hewitt has been sold a dummy into the left of the area. ding ball in towards the middle. It's a free header. It's a shot, and it's been turned in by the number seven, David Ajibayo And Sun United have gone
1: two goals up and that's the difference, you know, they've got close, bad play, bad touches from us, gave possession of the ball, they got the ball out wide and they attacked it, and that's where they're good at, and you've got to give them credit, Sutton. They're a very, very good team, physically better than Mansfield at the minute, and um, they've come here, they've done a job on us at the minute, and um, very, very disappointing from Mansfield.
0: Bishop's ball forward, flicked on by Hawkins,
1: a dodgy back header, and
0: Mansfield have got a goal back, it's an own goal, it doesn't matter how it goes in, and and with some 13 minutes left, the stakes have a lift, can they get back in this game, Mansfield Town 1, Sun United 2 a freakish own goal, it doesn't matter how it goes in, but it's
1: a lifeline. It is a lifeline and that's just what we needed, you know, luckily they put the ball in the goal for us because we don't look like scoring today, but um, can we get something out of this game? Now Sun United
0: are onside, they've been the onside trap to the left of the box, Sun United have scored it's 3-1, it's the substitute Richard Bennett who scores it wasn't offside, Stags players appeal for the offside flag to have gone up but he was onside and Mansfield's lifeline is slashed within an instant Mansfield Town 1, Sun United 3 and that is a huge, huge dent to Mansfield Town's automatic promotion
1: ambitions pour from the Stags again This has all come from what they've done so well all games they've picked most second balls up and they've done it again
0: Here's Maris on the edge of the box Longstaff will shoot he's uh, got it oh. to the back of the net Mansfield have got a goal back he took a deflection on the way through but Matty Longstaff with seconds to go makes it Stags 2 Sutton 3 too little too late
1: It just shows you if it were 2-1 you know it's a different game but we deserve nothing of like this game today and um, it's flattered the score a little bit Wallace gets a foot in it goes out of play again for a sudden throw
0: and that is it the referee Neil Hare puts the whistles to the lips and brings an end to Mansfield Town's fantastic home form prior to this game they'd won 11 on the spin at home in Sky Bet League 2 but today against playoff rivals Sutton United they've been second best beaten bullied pushed off every single ball the full-time score says mansfield town two sun united three so there you have it the stags first defeat at home in what feels like an eternity leaves a little bit of a deflating factor and feeling amongst the stags faithful but can they turn it around as they head to carlisle tomorrow If you can't join us up in Cumbria, make sure you're listening to Mansfield 103.2 for full match commentary. The show, as always, starts at 1 with Jason Harrison giving you the best of build-up. Lee Wilson back alongside me as well to bring you every single kick of the action. There's still a long way in the season to go, despite there only being five games remaining for Mansfield Town. But in five games, a lot can certainly happen and change within the footballing landscape. Fingers crossed that these stags can get back to winning ways. And of course, get three points on the board. With a little bit of luck as well, Port Vale might lose too. You never know what might happen once the whistle blows. As always, don't forget to get involved in podcast predictions. The link that you need is in the description. And whilst you're there as well, make sure you get yourself a ticket for Stags Stories Live. I can't believe that's just a couple of days away now. Make sure you join us on Friday night at One Court Stadium with Stuart Watkiss, Neil Richardson, Andy White and guests as well to recall the glory from some 20 years ago. Tickets on sale now, £5 per person or if you're an SSA member, use the code SSA2122 at checkout to get your ticket absolutely free. We'd love to see you there. Come along and have a great night. Biscuit bingo, there'll be a raffle, there'll be lots, lots more in between as well. It's going to be a fantastic night at One Call Stadium. Thanks as always for your company, thanks for your comments, your shares and everything else in between. Fingers crossed then the Stags can get three points tomorrow and get themselves back on the promotion charge. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.